and welcome to MASH Mail, the podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, MASH. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ethan. Ethan. Okay, so I know we don't have an opening topic for this episode either, (laughs) which has been a running theme for us. But I think that this episode for us is just going to be like a rant review um, because we both really were not super hot on this episode. In fact, we weren't even lukewarm on this episode. We were pretty like frozen over on this episode no, so i i um, did not enjoy this episode no yeah no we we've been talking about it for a while even before we started recording that we really didn't care for this episode so let's jump right into it okay <laughs> In this episode, Henry and Love, Henry has this midlife crisis and believes he's in love with a 20-year-old he met in Tokyo, which is just kind of, throughout the whole episode, it's just super yuck. So, Ethan, before we get into the plot, like, give me your thoughts on this episode. (laughs) I did not like this episode at all. I think it kind of ruined Henry a little bit, like, with at least within this episode. I don't know if it ruins him overall, you know? (laughs) I still love Henry. He is one of my favorite characters in this show. But this episode just does not make him out to be a good person. This is some real, like, boomer energy of, like, I hate my (laughs) wife. I'm going through a midlife crisis. I want a younger woman. It's just kind of gross. And just everything with him, with the girl in this episode, when she, like, shows up, it's just, like, nasty. I don't like it. It, like, this show, like, normalizes cheating to a big degree. Like, every mar- married character on this show is cheating on their wives to a degree. But, like, normally it's kind of, like, separated or, like, shown to be, like, just kind of a fling kind of thing. But in this episode, he's like, I'm in love. And it was just gross. I didn't like it. Yeah, um, I have to agree with you. I also have to do a disclaimer. Ethan does not mean every boomer is cheating and hating their wives. Um, no, but <laughs> I'm saying like boomer humor of like my yeah. wife, girl. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. It does not paint married life in a very good way. And it doesn't paint Henry in a very good way either in this episode. And it was just kind of sad to me. I think we had discussed this off mic, but it, this whole episode just felt very sad. Just like your wife and children at home just aren't enough for you like oh uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's upsetting and the age difference is a whole other thing like i that almost didn't bother me as much as the yeah. cheating thing like i'm very much a believer that age differences in relationships like can work and probably mm-hmm. can work more of the time than we even think in just like our normal lexicon but yeah just this didn't work as an episode and I really didn't like the cheating aspect. The fact that he's married is what like really bothered me about all of this. The fact that he is like I'm in love, she's so great. Uh forget my wife. My wife is trash, my children are trash. <laughs> I just want this 20-year-old like ditzy cheerleader. I'm like this isn't what I want from Henry. Henry is such like a kind-hearted dorky dad that having him kind of go through this like semi-realistic midlife crisis event of like well i'm getting older and i want someone much younger than me but also married like i know that people go through that but it's like i don't need to see that that doesn't need to be an episode of a sitcom that is like 
you know, American Beauty when, like, that movie is, like, a critique <laughs> on, like, all this kind of stuff. But this episode is just kind of straightforward of, like, isn't it kind of funny that this is happening? Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that Henry is, like, a flawed character. I mean, they all are, right? But, mm-hmm. it, yeah, this just, it just didn't work for me. And it just, like, I think that the normalization of cheating was just not just like didn't land for me like the whole the whole mm-hmm. thing just didn't land but um do you want to get into kind of just like what happens in this episode a little bit yes. more rather than just ragging on it for the ne- for 10 minutes <laughs> instead of me ranting about how this show normalizes cheating in a in a weird way let's actually get into <laughs> when you compare it to american beauty i was like oh my god <laughs> well no like for real the like subplot in that movie is like he's so yes i know i know i've seen life. it <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode opens with Frank actually being in charge of the camp, and it's uh, kind of post-Henry's like trip to Tokyo, where he's supposed to be coming back, and, you know, it's like the ceremony of, like, mourning Frank's power <laughs> loss, I guess, and I, I like this opening a lot. This, uh, this kind of set me up for, like, oh, this episode will be fine. And then it wasn't fine. No, yeah. I uh, I thought that it was funny. Anytime that Frank is in charge of anything is annoying, but also typically very funny. Because he was like genuinely comparing himself to these like terrible leaders like Napoleon yeah. and Attila the Hun and stuff like that. And he was being very genuine about, it's really hard for us. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? He gave me Hitler vibes. He compared himself to, like, seven dictators. Yes. And, was like, and he was like, as you know, sitting behind a desk is very lonely. Everyone who's done this before is a very lonely man <laughs> who deserves your pity. Like, what are you talking about? Um, But I loved how they were having, like, a mourning ceremony. Like, lowering the flag and, like, yeah. being like, how sad is this? And he's like, I really fought for you. And it's been, like, what, a week? Uh, and he's like, the suggestion box, uh, you didn't have to be so mean. You could have left my mom out of this. <laughs> this was front loaded with like the best bits in it. I was like, I kind of want an episode of just Frank running around being power mad again. Like I would take that over <laughs> this episode. Yeah, honestly, like this was probably the best part of the episode. Like just, I don't know, jokes plot wise and stuff like that. And then... Right after that, we get Henry returning, of course. No, we get... This was weird. This is the first, like, tip-off to me. This episode's kind of weird. Because right after this scene, it goes to Frank and Margaret in Margaret's tent. And Radar comes in and, like, gives Frank a message that it's going to be two more days without Henry. And then, like, the next scene is just Henry returning. So I'm like, why did we need the information that it's going to be two more days? (laughs) That filled in nothing. Were you short, like, 30 seconds? Well, I think plot-wise, it was supposed to be, like, Henry had met this girl, Nancy, in Tokyo and didn't want to leave her. So he was extending his, like, R&R, I guess, whatever he was doing in Tokyo to, like, be with her. It was kind of, like, planting the seeds that, oh, something's going on with Henry in Tokyo. It didn't land. Like, I don't disagree with you there, but I think that just, like, plot-wise, that's what they were doing. I do have to mention one thing. When they are in Margaret's tent, and it's, like, weird. She's, like, reading him his diary, or she's reading her diary to him, or he's reading her diary, or something something weird like that. She made him hot chocolate, and she poured it out of, like, a pan into a cup, and I'm like, how did she do that without spilling it? That's the only thing I took away from that scene, except, like, the cringy diary part, but... (laughs) I didn't even notice that. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
So after that whole thing with Margaret and Frank and whatever, Henry does come back to the camp and he tells Hawkeye and Trapper that he's in love with this girl that he met there, which apparently he extended his vacation to two more days to be with her. And he says, he's like, I, yeah, I'm 44 and she's going to be 21. So this girl is 20. And it's just like, all right, okay, dude, Um, she could be your daughter. Like he is old enough to be her dad. It's, it's a mm-hmm. little bit weird. This was just kind of gross all around. When they introduced him being in love, because he's telling Hawkeye and Trapper that he's in love with this girl, blah, blah, blah. I legitimately was like, Oh, did they, they they forget that he's married? I I like fully was like, is this a crab apple cove situation? <laughs> um, <laughs> did the writers forget that he's married? But no, Hawkeye and Trapper kind of like point out the pictures of his wife and children to him, and he's just kind of like cagey about it. He's like, eh, and that like that was where I was like, oh, this is like boomer humor, the episode, but like yeah. kind of worse about it. Where it's like my loving wife who's beautiful and my children who love me and like blah 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 they're lame i want something else (laughs) yeah it was uh it was not great especially because like even hawkeye and trapper were kind of like making i don't want to say like pedophile jokes but they were (laughs) they were kind of suggesting that like henry had plucked this girl out of high school and it was like very weird very cringe. I did not enjoy it. Um, I think that just in our 21st century minds, like, we understand that it's not cool for, like, older people to be wanting to date high schoolers. You know, just the facts. Uh, and so I also thought it was, like, really upsetting that he's telling Hawkeye and Trapper that he's in love with this 20-year-old girl, which, you know, again, it's just like, uh, okay with pictures of his wife and children on his desk staring up at him mm-hmm. while he's like i want to leave my wife for this woman this is the big luv like stuff like that is just oh yeah, my god yeah no Ugh. like i've said this show does kind of like normalize cheating to where it's like normally you can kind of accept it as a character flaw of like well they're five thousand miles away from home and it's so separated that you can kind of like be like, okay, well, everybody needs an outlet and they're really stressed. Yeah, you can all almost the time. like understand it. Obviously, real world morality, like, don't cheat under like yeah. any circumstance if you can like help it. But because he's like, I love her, it just made him so gross in this episode. I keep harping on it, but it was the thing that like made this just not work for me at all. Because I love Henry. Henry's a great character. But this just made him like a gross old man. (laughs) Like people (laughs) do have this kind of like crisis in their lives. But I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it as a comedy episode. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, I think that it's... um. I don't know. I feel like like we're being kind of like mean (laughs) almost. But yeah, it just... Uh, it didn't work it just didn't work for us in like the 21st century being of like 21st century like kind of morality or views or whatever you want to call it maybe it worked better on first air in like the 70s but also like cheating's never okay so i don't know it's just like uh, i i don't know like humor was more of this like wife bad even in the 70s so like you're kind of like this was more normalized and again if i wasn't like watching this for a podcast and like having to like 
think about the episodes because <laughs> I've seen this one before and I, I didn't yeah. remember like bothering me. So like normally when you're just watching something like it can kind of roll off your shoulder. But when you're like, oh, I have to talk about this and like give my thoughts on it. You are going to be more critical. Yeah, like, for even sure. Even the next like following bits of like Henry trying to get in shape and like look younger was such like actual midlife crisis to me that it was like uncomfortable to watch like him doing push-ups and i thought dyeing his hair was pretty funny uh that he like dyes his hair like slightly a different color where i'm like it's barely noticeable to me (laughs) i do have to say when he was dyeing his hair i said why is no one pulling the shower tent apart to expose his real hair color like they did sally kellerman dirty um (laughs) 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 but (laughs) that's so funny like no one's doing that to henry but uh but apparently it's like a big issue that margaret's not a real blonde or has to dye her hair blonde okay sure whatever she does it better than henry anyway because at least hers doesn't drip down her head when she sweats Ugh, i'm uh this is this is a hot mess episode (laughs) for the series for us to record we are just all over the place i i liked radar like looking up at him and like trying to figure it out even though for me it didn't look that different like i don't see henry's hair enough to like know what color it is (laughs) it was funny but that's the thing right is that i can't reiterate this enough that like age differences in relationships like that's personally like none of anyone's business except the people in the relationship of course and i think that that like if henry wasn't married like i feel like those are real things that like someone who is potentially like dating an older or like a younger person and is older would care about like you know hair and like how they look and stuff like that and whatever but again it's it's the married aspect (laughs) that just doesn't work (laughs) if if henry was single and, like, she's an adult. 20-year-olds are adults. We're not too much older than 20-year-olds, yeah. you know? And this kind of thing, like, has happened and can work. It's it's really just the fact that they bring down Henry to, like, make him just be, like, this kind of weird old man who's, like, using her to try to feel younger. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, yeah, didn't enjoy no. it. Not very uh, but- funny. But when we in we are introduced to Nancy and she is like very adorable. Like yeah, <laughs> I did think that she was cute. super cute. But you could tell that like everybody has an issue with Henry dating this young girl and like, I think we said it up top that people are not so much upset that Henry is like cheating on his wife but that he is dating this younger person and I think that the sticking point for this episode you could tell throughout the episode that Radar was really uncomfortable and didn't like this and I think that it's because Henry was like yeah I'm potentially going to leave my wife for this for this woman or this like you know this Mm -hmm. young girl and yeah I think that that maybe was more why people were uncomfortable with it like in the camp rather than like just Maybe. her age or just that he was cheating on his wife but that he was like willing to throw his entire marriage away for her no definitely radar radar is a hero in this episode he's the one who kind of slowly but surely puts henry on the right path again and i like that because he also is in universe supposed to be around her age mm-hmm. so i imagine like having uh henry date someone who's like a colleague of his like could be you know i imagine that was like the real alarm bell of like okay 
I need to do something about this. This is not what Henry actually wants. You know, it's just him kind of dealing with his own frustration. I think that also Radar... Like, again, you can you can tell throughout the episode how he gives Henry the letters from his wife and stuff like that and keeps mentioning Henry's wife and, like, doesn't leave the tent when Nancy and Henry are together um, because Radar sees Henry as a father figure and he's, like, almost his hero, you know, like somebody he really mm-hmm. looks up to. And it's really uncomfortable when someone who you put that much respect on does human things as like makes mistakes and is flawed and stuff like that. So I do like that Radar was like, yeah, I can see like he didn't like it, but also he knew that this wasn't really Henry and he knew what was going to like bring Henry back down to kind of reality. I thought that that was just, it was well handled with Radar. No, definitely. Radar is great in this episode. Like I said, he's the one who kind of guides Henry back. And I, I like that a lot. Radar can be kind of uh, more of a joke character, more of like a, just a comic relief guy. But I like that he's kind of engaged in the background of this and trying to do the right thing. I, I really liked Radar in this one. This was like mm-hmm. the shining light, you know, of this <laughs> yeah, otherwise like uncomfortable episode. I guess we can explain it now because Radar basically like puts Henry on the phone with his wife when he realizes that Henry is not going to kind of like snap out of it on his own so this scene with henry on the phone with his wife is actually kind of really sweet because he's talking to his wife and uh i like the running gag that her checkbook is always out of balance and he always has to do it for her and then he's on the phone with his son and stuff like that so it kind of brings him back down to this reality that yeah no i i love my family and this is not something that i'm going to throw away for someone who i'm kind of incompatible with which I guess we'll get to in... (laughs) Uh, I love this scene. Like, this scene is, with Henry on the phone, is the one big, like, redeeming aspect of this episode. I love the way it was, like, handled and written Mm -hmm. that all that happens with this phone call scene is that Henry is annoyed at his wife and the checkbook and is, like, he's constantly bothered. It wasn't, like... He's reminded of how good his wife is to him. Like, being annoyed, like, kind of brought him back down to earth of, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I am frustrated by this relationship I'm in and the fact that I'm not there. But also, like, this is my wife and my family. And I like the way it was done. It was pretty subtle, I think, from, like, how this thing could be handled I liked him talking to his son about being the man of the house. Mm -hmm. That made me like sad based on like future events of the series. I'm like, (laughs) oh no. Uh, Yeah. So this scene was the the big redeemer for me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he even says to Hawkeye and Trapper like, oh, remember when I said like he he makes a reference in the beginning of the episode and it's kind of called back on that he like found the one and basically he said the one is his wife. And Mm -hmm. I did think that that was redeemable. Um, That was kind of the end of the episode. And we're kind of jumping around a bit. Yeah, we're kind of jumping around because there's just so much cringe in this episode. 
But I think that also, like we were saying, like everybody in the camp was kind of uncomfortable with this whole situation. And when Henry is kind of introducing Nancy to the rest of the camp, like in the officer's club, Frank and Margaret don't really care for her because of, I think, her age. Like her age is like the sticking point for them. Frank even tries to say like, oh, how dare a married man be with a woman? (laughs) Yeah, and Margaret's like, oh, he's making a jackass out of himself. I'm like, so are you guys. So, I mean, who are you guys to really judge anything? But okay. Um, But also, like, at least they're more of, like, equals in their relationship. It's true. It's true. And, like, that brings me to the point that I was going to make kind of about her age as well. Like, why it was kind of weird. Because I think that uh, Hawkeye, like, encourages her to do this, like, cheerleading routine. Which I thought was very funny because she does mention like, oh, I was a cheerleader for Ohio State, which shout out to Ohio State. Um, <laughs> what up? But um, yeah, he like encourages her to do this, her old routine. And I feel like that was to kind of show Henry like, yeah, you might have this age difference and you might really like each other, but you know, you're not in the same worlds. Like she is more in like the teenage mindset almost still being like 20 and you're a doctor with a family back home in the States. So, like, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? You know what I mean? Of like, she's young. She's going to have, like, this, like, young aspect to her that you don't have. So I think that that was kind of, like, the reason that the age thing didn't work well. Because it mm-hmm. was just not meshing. The two were not meshing. It's not like she was an old soul who was 20. She was, like, talking about... How, you know, she was reminiscing about her high school days and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is only two years ago for you. And it's like (laughs) 30 years ago for Henry. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Even when she was like doing this routine, it was so like weird because all like the, the guys were like checking her out. And I was like, this is like relatively fine, I guess, but it's still like. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, and like, honestly, Hawkeye and Trapper were kind of being creepy too. Like, they were giving Henry a bunch of shit for her being, like, young. Like, like I said, they were like, oh, look at this, like, teenager. Like, did the gym teacher, uh, you know, call her away because you were being creepy, basically? And then they're just like, wow, she's so hot. And like, oh, can I have, basically, like, can I have sex with you, essentially? And it's just well, like, that I don't was know, it's Trapper. just weird. Trapper is the one, like, more making the moves. Uh, Hawkeye consistently throughout this episode was kind of more done with it and it kind of leads us to our next thing that happened was that afterwards they by the way they were in the officers club in this scene with uh, her doing the cheerleading routine and I like that that carries over I like that we have the officers club now I like a new set yes (laughs) but after the scene Hawkeye walks her to where she's staying and she tries to like sleep with him and Hawkeye just totally rebuffs her and I like that that he uh he didn't accept her advances I for a second I was like okay is he going to but then he doesn't (laughs) and I'm like thank goodness Hawkeye maintains to be the good guy of the group he may be a bit of a player but he does have boundaries. Yeah, and I wonder, I honestly wonder how much of that is like because he didn't want to upset Henry or if he actually had a problem with her age and him being Maybe like... Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. 
I uh, I also think that this was kind of reiterating what I felt was the problem with the age difference, too. Because, like, yeah, this girl is young. She's going to want to, like, date around and stuff. And Henry thinks that he found, like, his new wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, clearly, they were just on completely different, like, paths that, in life. I thought it was, like, weird. Yeah, me too. The fact that they just kind of make her... Uh, Promiscuous, I guess, would be the, the <laughs> right way to say this uh, on Mike. Someone who isn't faithful to even Henry is just kind of like the get out of jail free card of like, well, it's fine because she actually wasn't a very nice person at all. So, like, it's <laughs> Henry can't be with her. I don't know. I don't think this was like needed, but again, yeah. I like how it made Hawkeye a good, upstanding man. And, you know, maybe it was the age thing. Uh, he definitely says, like, one of us loves Henry. And I'm starting yeah. to think it isn't you, uh, which I, I really like that line. So I understand the like, utility of the episode. But, like, I, I don't like that they kind of just reduce this 20-year-old to, like, a harlot. I don't know. What's the word? <laughs> I didn't think that utility-wise it was even necessary because, like, I don't know. Hawkeye and Trapper were basically on their way to tell Henry, like, this girl is not who you think she is. Like, she's not going to be faithful to you, even if you do leave your wife and end up marrying her and take her stateside. And she becomes a stepmom to your kids and all this kind of stuff. That would be but, insane. Like, which would be insane. Um, Henry kind of comes to that conclusion that he doesn't want to be with her, like, on his own. Yeah. So this, like, whole thing of her kind of, like, being promiscuous and wanting to, like, you know, date other guys and sleep with other guys and stuff like that but like by nature of kind of just being young i don't know it, it was like unnecessary <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like 100%. i said henry comes to the conclusion by himself so i don't know it was just weird this episode just kind of not great from the start like conception wise it's just like well i'm sure for what you're trying to do with the format like this is relatively fine but i don't like what you're trying to do so i don't like this episode goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah again like i get it and like passively watching this episode it's not as bad as like when we do like a deep dive into it and i never liked this episode of course um mm -hmm. because i like henry so much and like you said uh this kind of just like degrades henry's character almost even though he is known to be like you know kind of like a serial cheater in general throughout the series but i don't know this just felt <laughs> this just felt wrong and gross more so than any other time this shoves the fact that he is a serial cheater in your face where like i said earlier the distance of henry's like actual family and the fact that the things that he does never seem to have like actual commitment to them like that's something that you could separate and like compartmentalize but this episode is about henry being a cheater so you have to like deal with that for the entire time and it's just not something that you want from your funny fishing hat dad character of the group. I do wonder, I, and I kind of just had this thought, because MASH, of course, like pushed the boundaries of things that were like acceptable at the time on TV. And, you know, we were coming off of like the 50s. And even though this was set in the 50s, this was, you know, in the 70s. We're coming off of this like sitcom-y kind of thing of just like, like, uh, like a leave it to beaver kind of thing or a uh, dad knows best type of thing where it was just like everybody's like really respectable and 
everything's just like okay like in the past mm-hmm. you would not see people like cheating on their spouses and whatnot so no, that's true like i do like i have to again i don't I don't like this, of course, but like I, I kind of have to uh, almost appreciate the fact that they were kind of pushing the boundaries of like, oh, see, like <laughs> every man wants to cheat on his wife with a younger girl, like that kind of thing. Even though, of course, that's not true, like you know, whatever. But it was doing that thing where it was almost like shocking, you know. Uh, I didn't think about that. How this kind of fits in with the context of uh, Mash kind of pushing boundaries and being the show that kind of broke the mold of these otherwise like very squeaky queen shows granted like the 50s were 20 years ago at this point but it's still something that i'm sure lingered on the television standards for a long time that like everything had to be like moralistically upstanding everyone had to be like a nice person and having one of your sweetest characters in your show have the plot line be uh that he sucks (laughs) is <laughs> it's gotta be a very interesting kind of daring thing to do for the time even shows like all in the family that were a little bit more controversial i would say probably maybe less controversial than mash but all in the family had like archie bunker who was like pretty much an out and proud racist but like whatever right <laughs> but like even he like with his whole like oh he can't stand his wife kind of thing like he was as far as I know, like, never really, like, unfaithful to her. You know, that kind I mean, of thing. Who would cheat with Archie Bunker, though? <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, I don't know. This, this episode, um, like, if you think about it, I guess from that light, it, like, I can respect it a little bit more, um, even though I didn't really enjoy it. Mash walked so the anti-hero of today can run, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. Move over. <laughs> Lead me into trivia. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we already talked about the the conclusion of this episode with Henry's phone call and how it kind of leaves us on a a bit of a better note. So with having that discussed, do you have any trivia for us in this episode? I do. So this trivia is actually kind of interesting. As much as we didn't like this episode, I really like when we have fun trivia. So Catherine Bauman played Nancy Sue Parker in this episode, the girl who Henry is cheating with. She was born and raised in Independence, Ohio, which I thought was really interesting because in this episode, I could have sworn that she was trying to cover up like an Australian accent. Did you think the same thing? She did sound kind of like vaguely British. Uh, yeah, to, I thought so she was Australian. No, she was born and raised in <laughs> Independence, Ohio. So uh, clearly I was off the mark. Maybe Mary Sue was affecting that accent to sound cooler. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... So she was actually a cheerleader in high school. And this is interesting. She, in 1969, she won Miss Ohio. And in 1970, she was the first runner up for Miss America, which I thought was really cool. That makes sense. She was very pretty. <laughs> she was really pretty. And those, uh, those like cheerleader moves that she did were pretty legit. Like really her. Like she was actually doing them. She was, for like the talent portion of Miss America, she did like a gymnastics routine. So I thought that that was really cool. It kind of makes me wonder if they like wrote this character for her because she's also from Ohio, this character. So that's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they definitely, I, I would say like 100% they put these little Ohio things in there for her. 
which I thought was very cute. So after MASH, she did several guest spots on TV shows in the 1970s and 80s, including Knight Rider, Fantasy Island, The Dukes of Hazzard, and, drumroll please, Trapper John M.D. (laughs) Oh my god! Trapper John M.D. Has anyone ever watched Trapper John M.D.? (laughs) I don't know, but apparently it has everyone from MASH on it. Yeah. She also did um, several guest appearances in uh, movie roles. She mostly did TV personality things like on like the TV Guide channel and E! Network and stuff like that, where she was just like kind of being herself. And she also had a pretty extensive photo modeling career as well. She founded the company Catherine Bauman Beverly Hills, which designs luxury handbags and other accessories. And interestingly enough, in 2001, she sued and won against a group of Manhattan entrepreneurs or Manhattan just people who were ripping off the designs of her handbags. So we love intellectual property. That's pretty cool. I that I like cool. that a lot of the people who are on this show who you just think are like, oh, well, they're a pretty flash in the pan go on to do like a lot of things. I like that a lot. Yeah, especially since she was like, she was well known probably before this episode as oh, well. Yeah. Or like pretty well known. You don't run for Miss America in the 70s and not be well known. <laughs> Catherine Bauman is still alive today, and she is 72 years old, so I thought that was just really cool to have her as a guest on this show. Nice, nice. You'll love to hear it. You'll love to see it. So, Vanessa, I think we all know what you're going to rate this episode, but I have to ask, what would you rate this episode out of five martinis? I would rate this episode probably, like, 1.5 martinis that's like the lowest i think i've ever gone but uh, maybe i'd give it two just because like i said with the boundary pushing that it kind of did for american television of just like oh see this character is bad or like this character is a human being but i think i'd probably stick with like 1.5 wow you're actually going higher than me i give this a one i did not enjoy this episode at all I know there's so, some fun historical context, but guess what? You earned that one. Otherwise, it'd be like half a martini. Because um, <laughs> the one thing that I liked in this episode was the scene with Henry on his phone. That was the one thing. So that bumped it up to one star for me. Otherwise, this would be like nothing. I would just like leave this martini on the table and wouldn't even drink it. <laughs> Didn't All like right, this well- one. So, just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Rierbalko for being our technical consultant, Melissa, my sister, for cover art, and of course, our listeners. Thank you so much. Our music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always. And join us next week for Season 2, Episode 17, For Want of a Boot. And until then, be nice to the nice, because it's nice to be nice to the nice. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone. <laughs>